I'm Julianne, a naturally curious person who thrives on having a great conversation. We're glad you're tuning in. On our show, Maddox Stripes, I'm honored to dive into the minds of talent experts and business leaders about how they earn their stripes, their lessons learned, and their tips for you, our listeners, about the ever-changing world of talent, hiring, growth-making, and mover-shaking. Coming up on Maddox Stripes, we'll meet Danielle, an empathic product leader in Denver I had the fortune of meeting almost six years ago on Slack thanks to a job posting in the Denver Devs channel. You never know who you'll meet online. Tune in to the next episode of Stripes to hear Danielle and I discuss her perspectives on career pivoting, breaking free from hustle culture, and finding purpose. From one tourist to another, let's dive in. product leader who pivoted to the tech industry five and a half years ago. Danielle, thanks for being here. Stoked to talk to you. To kick us off, it's Friday. What was the highlight of your week? Great question. The highlight of my week. So I was actually on a sabbatical from work for the last eight weeks. And I went back this week and just seeing some coworkers that, you know, I haven't seen in a long time. Everyone was yeah, it was just nice to catch up with some people and talk to them. And it's also funny when you take, you know, an extended time off, like you kind of get disconnected from the work, but in a good way that you're like, okay, you can kind of like see it from like a higher view than when you're really deep in it. So I had some really productive conversations with some people like, oh, you don't need to worry about this. (laughs) Or like, here's here's a good way you could solve this that it's much harder to see when you've like been down in it for so long. Nice. Well, that's amazing that your company allowed you to take a sabbatical, that they had the ability to find coverage and support for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what's one thing that you're curious about right now or questioning at the moment? Mm, good question. Gosh. What how do I narrow it down to one thing? <laughs> <laughs> I would say the one thing that I'm really curious about is finding, gosh, this is really big, is finding meaning and finding purpose. And I've actually been taking like a product manager's view of finding like your life's purpose or your work purpose or like your meaning in the work that I'm doing right now and like kind of going through the product process with it of like okay I have a hypothesis that this is something I'm interested in here's a solution now let's like go try and experiment on it and iterate on it and see how it works so that's something Yeah, I feel like it's a very big answer to say finding life's purpose because, you know, philosophers have been doing that for thousands of years. But that's something that's like really been on my mind. I love it. Last month. Yeah. Spoken like a true product leader. I love that you're taking a product approach to this. And also, what else would you do one third of the way into into life? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Tell us what you do for a living in one sentence. One sentence. I am a senior product manager 
And what that means is I determine the vision and strategy and what's for a product and what we should build, what the business should build to best solve problems for people. Great, great summary. Did you always love being a problem solver or did that, was that something that happened once you found yourself in this career? Mm, I think I've always loved being a problem solver. When I was in college, I majored in sociology and psychology, which is like very human behavior, you know, human thought driven. And so I've always really enjoyed like going deeper into like, why did someone do this? Or what, you know, what's this behavior? Or what are these things that can cause this behavior? Or what are the societal things that cause this behavior? And how do we fix them? So I would say I've always been a problem solver. And I think like I lean more into empathy as a product, you know, everyone, all product managers have to have empathy for for people. But that is like something that I really lean into and have always leaned into. And that's something that I love using or like leveraging as a product manager. I love that. I'm sure that that those studies really support you in your career. You're probably one of the few people that can say your college major, you know, still is relevant in your career. (laughs) It's so funny because people are like sociology and psychology. Like, how do you get into tech? That's weird. Like, that doesn't make, you know, it's not like a linear path. Most people are like, oh, you'd become a researcher or like, you know, a psychiatrist or a therapist. But like, once you explain it the way that I did, it's like, oh, okay, we can now we can actually see like how you got from one one place to the other. Yeah, I love that. So what is your favorite part about what you do? Maybe it's that or if not that, what what else could it be? Yeah, it is connecting to people and, you know, getting to the root of the problems that they're having, whether that be, you know, just in the world and like we're creating a brand new product that can solve some problems or, you know, they're having problems with our particular product. I just love talking to people and connecting with them and my role. So that's like the people who use our product. My role is very, it's a very collaborative role. And so I love, I also love, you know, connecting with other people in the business and figuring out how to help solve their problems too, and how to collaborate and how to come together to create the best solution. Cause it's not just like me in a room thinking like, oh, this, you know, I'm just going to make this solution and it's going to be great. It's, you know, a whole team of people coming together, agreeing and disagreeing (laughs) and figuring out, you know, what the best solution is. I love it. Sounds like product can be a really fun and rewarding career. What would you tell people aspiring to get into product or tech? What advice would you give them? Yeah, my biggest piece of advice is to not be afraid. (laughs) I think there can be a lot of gatekeeping in tech and there can be like a fear of, oh, do I have to know how to code to be a product manager? You know, do I need to know data science? Do I, you know, 
And you don't even need to know those things to get into other areas of tech. Tech is such a big, in, you know, there are so many things like there are companies that need subject matter experts. So if you are a pharmacist by trade, but you don't want to work in a pharmacy anymore, like you could find a, a tech company that's do, you know, like GoodRx or someone that's doing something with prescriptions sure. or with, you know, anything like medical health tech. So it would be to, you know, not be afraid and really like do a lot of research and figure out what roles there are for you because there are so many transferable skills that anyone, regardless of whether they have a tech background or like a computer science degree can get into tech. I love that you use the pharmacy example because I actually have a friend who's a pharmacist who's considering pivoting into tech and yeah. GoodRx is such a great example. Yeah, totally. <laughs> When you think about building relationships in your profession or even outside of your profession, what do you think are the recipes or what is the recipe for success? I'm going to go back to like my buzzword, which is empathy, you know, really coming into a situation, being curious and asking questions. A friend of mine was, you know, kind of disappointed with an interaction she had with one of her mentors the other day. And, you know, she wanted to tell him and I was like, why don't you like start it with like, hey, how are you doing? You kind of seemed a little off today. Is everything okay? And I think that's a really great way just going in and being curious about the other person and curious about what you can learn from them, even if it's not stemmed by a bad interaction, just being curious about what they have to say, not assuming that you're right. <laughs> and so having empathy and then also like holding, you know, your boundaries, certain boundaries firm, like, you know, yeah, I think like empathy plus boundaries. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I think getting curious is some of the best advice we can follow and it can eliminate a lot of friction in life. So I, I really appreciate that you said that. Yeah. What do you think of the phrase? You're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. <laughs> I hear that a lot. I think I agree with it. I recently heard this statistic that more than the schools your kid goes to, more than like the clubs they're in or the sports they participate in or even like their grade point average, it's like the people that they're surrounded by, the neighborhood that they live in, the people that they interact with that in influence how they're going to do in life. And, you know, you can measure that. I, I assume they were measuring that by like future income. But that does resonate with me. I think it does resonate with me. <laughs> um, I think it's important to surround yourself by with people who are not necessarily like-minded in all the ways, but have, you know, similar values or are headed in a similar direction to you, people who challenge you and aren't afraid to like have a deep conversation and, you know, be curious about you and get you curious about them. I think it's important to have those relationships. Cool. Love it. So let's shift into business a bit. I'm curious, buzzword right there. What are some of the most exciting projects you've been a part of in your industry recently? And recently can be a relative term. So the company that I currently work for, we're doing a complete redo of our app that includes not just like a rebrand, you know, new colors, new fonts, new look and feel, but also going deep into the app and how it's used and doing, you know, completely new pages, new workflows. 
And I'm specifically working on new way on ways to acquire new business. So a lot of growth, a lot of acquisition. That's an area that I've kind of touched in the past, like being a growth and acquisition product manager, but I've never been fully immersed in it. So that's been really exciting to just learn more about acquisition models, how you acquire new customers. Yeah, that's been a really fun one to work on. Very cool. That's really exciting that you get to learn something new. Yeah. Tell us about a great interview experience you had. What made it special or stand out? Like a job interview? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although if you can't think of a job, yeah, I was thinking about a job interview. I know you also do user interviews too and stakeholder interviews, but um, if you can speak to the job. I'm going to go kind of far back and say my interview with you when you hired me like six years ago really stood out. You know, it wasn't like a super formal interview, but, you know, I remember we met at Drip that what we met at like a coffee place. We had tea. It was just, I mean, it was definitely like, oh, okay, so tell me about your background and you gathering information, but it felt very, I don't know, it just felt like we felt, I felt very connected. And I was like, oh, this is a person that I would love to work with and get to know more. And, you know, I think we talked about teaching yoga. So it wasn't just like this, like very dry conversation. And then when I did eventually work with you and see you in action, I realized that's just like the tone that you set for all of the conversations that you have with people is like, you're just so there with people and so compassionate. And so yeah, it was that that's the one that comes to mind. (laughs) I feel like I'm blushing. Uh, Thank you. I'd love to hear that. And you know, I I certainly wasn't uh, asking you that question to cue it up for an answer like that. But (laughs) but that is something that's so fun about getting to interview is going back to some of the stuff you said is just making human connection. That's Mm -hmm. really special and meaningful to me too. And I just I love any chance I get to have a great conversation like the one that we had and like the one I believe we're having now. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Yes, we are having that now. What do you think or who do you think is doing business right? What's a brand that you look up to and why? I, there are a lot. One that I, to use a Gen Z term, Stan, uh, (laughs) a lot is... 37 Signals, they create these like project management software base camp, and then they have Hey email service. And I just love their thought process around creating a an engaged and respectful workplace, you know, like they're bootstrapped, they're fully funded, they're not trying to like be the next unicorn and go to the moon at all in like growth at all costs, like they want sustainable growth. And I just love reading, you know, their outlook on time off and work life balance. And, you know, they've published several books, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy at work and rework and remote. And they write a lot on blogs. Their CTO slash founder recently talked about getting away from Amazon Web Services, which is, you know, I'm not a DevOps person, but like it's super interesting to me to learn about them just kind of like 
in the cloud is what everyone's doing now. And they're actually like going in the opposite direction. So it's, it's super interesting to read their thought leadership. And I know that they have very low turnover at their company. I think a couple, I think during COVID they had a lot of people leave because they did like a no talking about politics at work thing. And that wasn't taken very well, but it seems like the comp- like people really love the company and, and want to stay there because of the leadership and just the respect that they have for the people who work for them. Interesting. And I'm going to go a, a little outside of the, the bounds here, but I, you, you made me think of this question and what you just said about the no politics at work thing, what is a spicy opinion that you have or, you know, a controversial opinion that you have, whether professional leaning or personal? This kind of goes along with what I just said. I'm kind of, I'm just like sick of the hustle culture, wake up at 4am and do an ice bath immediately. And then, (laughs) you know, and then like do 27 things. I think habits are super important in, you know, just productivity and also just like general health. Ice baths myself. So like I'm not knocking ice baths. They have helped me mentally a lot. But the idea that in order to be successful, everyone has to wake up, you know, at 4 a.m. and grind and go 100 miles an hour and do all the things, you know, There are plenty of successful people who aren't doing that and don't have a 57 step morning routine. And kind of the echo chamber that I was in for a while was very much like, if you're not doing this, you know, like you're not optimizing your life. So yeah, kind of kind of sick of that one right now. Love it. So on that note, what is a piece of advice you have for people who are looking to stay relevant or successful and or successful in their careers long term? I think it really comes down to your going back to purpose and meaning and your values. It's important, at least for me, to connect my values to the work I'm doing. And I've been talking to a lot of people who are trying to pivot into tech recently, and they've all been saying something similar. Like, I want to find something that's aligned with my values. I'm okay, you know, taking longer on this job search to find the place that's right for me. It doesn't feel good when you are working on a product or for a company that you're not interested in. (laughs) So and also doesn't have like similar values or connect to your why or your purpose especially in product, because you are so close to your users and the people who you're solving problems for, you really need to connect with them and want to solve problems for those people. So I think connecting things back to your values, really important for staying relevant. And that like, that will help you then you know, be more interested in the work, want to talk to more people about the work. Maybe, you know, you want to build a brand for yourself and you're posting on social media. If you don't care about the subject matter, like you're not going to feel that motivation to post things or stay relevant or connect with people in your industry. It's never going to come. So tying it back to the values. And then I think that also shines through in, in interviews when you're trying to get a job or when you are networking or trying to get a promotion. Like people can see the light coming from you because you're excited about the work you're doing. Definitely. Yeah. My mind was going there too, as, as you were saying that, that 
you probably come across as that much more genuine if you're interviewing for a job that aligns with your values. So yeah, job seekers looking to pivot, uh, make sure that you are looking for opportunities that align to your values. Well said, Danielle. Um, So let's hop into our fast facts round to close us out. So kicking it off, guac or queso? Guac, for sure. (laughs) Even though it's extra. Uh, (laughs) Fully remote or hybrid? Ooh, that's a tough one. I love the flexibility of fully remote, but I miss in-person connection. We're talking about that the whole, this whole time. I miss like going into an office and seeing everyone and like having that in person. So I guess hybrid, but like not required hybrid. Like you can be remote whenever you want, but you also have a place to go in and see people and connect to them. Absolutely. Hybrid with an asterisk. Yeah. (laughs) Presenting or listening? I'm going to say presenting because I've been doing a lot of listening lately and I feel like I need to challenge myself and start presenting more. I love that answer. And you're a great presenter. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Reality TV or documentaries? Mm, Documentaries. Nice. Last time you had an unpopular opinion or hot take? (laughs) (laughs) Three minutes ago? (laughs) Every day? (laughs) Uh, See the future or change the past? Both of those sound like so much responsibility. Uh, Can I? Oh, man. Let's go with see the future. Okay. What's worse, underestimating or overestimating? Underestimating. Predictability or excitement? (laughs) (laughs) I'm an Enneagram six, which is motivated by safety and security. So I'm going to go with predictability. (laughs) I love it. A data driven answer. (laughs) Introvert or extrovert? Mm, I am an introvert. Favorite product you currently can't live without? I was going to say Goodreads, actually, which is so weird because I could definitely live without it. But like having the list of books that I want to read when I'm like ready to get that new audio. I'm always listening to an audiobook and reading a book at the same time. So when it's time to like get that new one, Goodreads helps me figure out which one I was planning on going for. Nice. And then last question, what is one final thought you want to leave our listeners with, if any? I'll double down on not being scared if you are looking to pivot into tech or just in general, like just, you know, have that trust in yourself, be curious and see what can happen. And that I think is very much advice I need to take myself. So I'm like leaving listeners with the advice that I also need to take, which is be curious and be open to what can happen if you lean into that curiosity. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. This was a pleasure. Loved having you on Matic Reach and I hope you have a great Friday. Thanks, Julianne. It was so great to talk to you. (laughs) 